In times of great need, the healthcare industry is fortunate to have dedicated and passionate entrepreneurs who step up to answer the call to deliver solutions that better our community's health. During today's episode, Peter Orjahowski, the CEO of Informedica, joins us to discuss his company's efforts in answering the call to help battle COVID-19. Join us for this powerful conversation to hear why Peter, a former video game developer, applied his brilliance to the healthcare industry, how his team quickly pivoted to create solutions for the pandemic, and how you can get involved in Informatica's inspiring, meaningful, and timely mission. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Peter. Welcome to our podcast, and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm looking forward to spending time with you to discuss your company's important work in building AI solutions for preliminary medical diagnosis and triage to guide every patient to the right care, as well as the quick response your team put in place to address the pandemic. But before we dive into your company's efforts and the solutions you built to help battle COVID-19, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment and visit passionatepioneers.com in order to share your feedback and ideas. Simply scroll to the comments section at the bottom of each posted episode. And lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Peter, we have a lot to cover today. You and the team at Informatica have been at it for now almost nine years, a storied, successful history with the company. Then, of course, 2020 hits, pandemic breaks out, and you guys quickly built some tools to help address that. Before we dive into your work to address COVID-19, can you give us a little bit of that history lesson? Give us that brief overview of Informatica, and we'll go from there. Of course, Mike. So the history of Informatica started back in 2012, so already a while ago. Actually, I started as a mobile game developer. And back in 2012, I came across this online version of 20 questions. You know, this game where you think about somebody famous and the algorithm tries to guess the person you were thinking of. So actually, I was playing that kind of online game with one of my friends who happens to be a medical doctor. And we thought to ourselves, hey, that's actually a pretty interesting concept. Can we turn 20 questions into something useful for people? So we decided to change 20 questions from famous people to patient symptoms. And actually, that's how we started working on a proof of concept back in 2012. We gathered some initial funding from local investors and we started working on our product. Obviously, the company evolved over time, but at the heart of our technology was always that kind of constantly evolving 20 questions algorithm, which currently has been trained by over 40,000 physicians working hours. Right now, our team of over 120 people is curating both the business side and medical content side of Informatica. Starting from a concept where two people wanted to change our experience in gaming into something useful, 
we've developed one of the most advanced patient triage and symptom checking apps that have been used by over 8 million people worldwide. So here's what I love, Peter. I love entrants like yourself, really brilliant people outside of healthcare coming in to help make a difference. I have to ask you, did you have any idea before you entered healthcare how broken the system was and how much room for opportunity of improvement there is? Honestly, I did not. But the more I discovered, the more excited I was. <laughs> there is pretty much everything you can fix in every country. If you look at Europe, if you look at US, everybody has their own set of challenges, but still the human body and the medical biology remains pretty much the same. We all get common cold, we all get flu. So even though you start working on a technology from Europe, the medical concepts are still applicable, obviously on the medical side to all other geographies. However, business problems and how health systems work around the globe are very much different. So that means we have a lot of work uh, to improve primary care in different places. Now, of course, we're going to really focus in on our conversation today around your COVID-19 risk assessment tool. Before we go there, Peter, can you describe where you are in the world? Obviously, you yourself are based in Poland, but you have a team around the globe. Where are you located in regards to business, in regards to markets around the world? Are you in the United States? When did you come here? given our majority of our audience is U.S.-based. Give us a little of that overview of where you guys are around the world and what markets you are in currently. Sure. The company originated from Poland, as you said, but we are incorporated in the U.S. and this is our main company structure. In the U.S., we have an office in Denver. So this is where you are based, Mike, I assume. This is where we are building our commercial team, which includes business development and marketing. However, currently the majority of a team is based in Europe, mainly in Poland. This is where we have talented engineers and this is where we have the rest of our team focusing primarily on the product. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that and an exciting history, Peter. And of course, uh, from somebody coming outside of the industry in, we're so glad you're here. We need to continue to bring innovators like you into the industry. But I'm looking forward to discussing your team's response to the global pandemic after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. This episode of Passionate Pioneers is brought to you by Augmetics, ambient medical documentation and live clinical support. Did you know that nearly 75% of clinicians surveyed in a recent study say they spend over 10 hours per week on paperwork and medical notes? But clinicians who've adopted Augmetics are spending less time writing notes and more time providing superior care to their patients. Augmetics is a leading provider of remote medical documentation using remote AI-assisted live scribes to observe, listen, and capture relevant details from natural conversation for over 35 specialties. Augmetics provides real-time support that includes orders, referrals, and reminders to deliver accurate, complete, and timely medical notes. Augmetics brings back the joy of practicing medicine. To learn more and to bring the Augmetics joy to your practice, visit augmetics.com slash passionate pioneers or click on the link at the top of the episode notes. We are back with Peter Orjahowski, the CEO of Informatica, and we have quite a bit to discuss regarding his company's COVID-19 risk assessment tool. Peter, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, it is always impressive to watch companies build what they have. You've been at it for about, again, nine years. And then 2020 hits. 
the pandemic breaks out. None of us were ready for that, obviously, but it's so inspiring to me to watch leaders and organizations just like yours to take this crisis head on and build technology and solutions to help battle this crisis. Can you give us a little bit of that backdrop of how the COVID-19 risk assessment tool came to be? Were there tough decisions within your organization and your leadership there? Should we invest in this? Is this something we need to build? You know, there's a lot of decision-making that has to happen very fast and in real time to help build these technologies to battle a pandemic like COVID-19. Bring us into the fold. Share with us how that all unfolded, how it came to be, and then we'll dive deeper into the tool itself. Absolutely. So let me start by saying it was quite challenging. And at the beginning, we didn't even realize that COVID-19 might be a real thing. When we were watching the news from Poland in January, doctors seemed to be pretty relaxed. When I first approached one of our key doctors here, asking whether we should start including COVID-19 or coronavirus infection within our system, the response was, you know, some sort of, hey, it's some sort of another flu, come on cold, it will not get into mainstream. Guess what? That wasn't really the case as it turned out. So in February, I remember we were having this companies-wide workshop. We were discussing different ideas. We were thinking about how to improve our existing offering. And at some point, we get to a conclusion that situation might be heating up very soon. And keep in mind, in February, back in Europe, you didn't have any lockdowns. You just had some early news of infection rates growing in Italy. That that was pretty much it. So for some reason, we decided to act early, sooner than probably industry realized that there will be a high demand for a similar solution. Our motivation was absolutely not related to any revenue factors because COVID-19 risk assessment tool is something we developed ourselves for free to everyone, to every company in the world. That was the basic assumption we had. Why? So first of all, one of the core values we have at Informatica is being supportive. We want to support ourselves within the team, but most of all, we want to support patients who trust us and who use our tools. And we realized that many companies, from insurance companies to health systems to even government, will need a simple tool so that every patient, every citizen can make better decisions about what to do next if they realize they have some symptoms of potential COVID-19 infection. So back in March, we decided that, hey guys, the situation is getting serious. We have eight years of experience, eight plus years of experience building symptom tracker tools. We have all the technology in place to make a very quick turnaround and build a dedicated system to COVID-19. Uh, here we made a very important decision, which I think helped our adoption rate very much. So before I get into this, and just to give you some background or some light into the adoption rate of our COVID-19 system, the tool has been used by more than 1.3 million patients so far and adopted for free, obviously, by over 450 organizations, including companies like Cigna, and even to governments, public health systems, so the health system in Poland and Ukraine, so on a very public level. 
a big success. But one of the reasons behind this is that unlike our core Informatica products, COVID-19 risk assessment tool is not based on AI. I will repeat, is not based on any machine learning or fancy AI technologies by design. We figure that if we want to have a high adoption rate, we need to bring a lot of credibility on the table and demonstrate that we're using the best protocols, the best guidelines out there. So instead of using our clinical staff internally to come up with new rules and new guidelines on how to identify COVID, we simply relied on WHO protocols, which are golden standard uh, when it comes to identifying COVID-19. And simply, maybe not simply, but we simply took those guidelines and implemented them into a very easy-to-use app for patients, which was fast to download and embed and integrate by over 450 B2B partners who can enjoy using it. However, I have to say this exercise was extremely tough for our team. So when we made this decision to begin working on COVID-19 risk assessment, that meant that pretty much everything else would have to be put on hold. Not only putting on hold, but our development teams, our medical teams, our design teams. That was a real crunch time. So crazy overtime, weekends, nights, that within two weeks, we had a first version ready. But the recovery process for all the teams, recovery process meaning, okay, that was a very crazy sprint to deliver the version one. I think it took us about one quarter to recover from building COVID-19. Obviously, our motivation was non-financial. We paid basically for the tool and we gave it away for free. We even open sourced that tool. So if somebody else, including our competition, wanted to use the algorithms we developed, this is for free, posted transparently on our website. However, you know, we felt that we really contributed towards containing the virus as much as we could being a software company specializing in symptom checking apps. So apart from being a tremendous stretch when it comes to our, let's say, energy inside of our teams, we really felt proud. You know, we really felt that we contributed in as meaningful way as we could. And unfortunately, the usage of the tool keeps growing. So the pandemic is not going away. We can see this chart growing up. We keep maintaining the tool in 25 language versions, and we see that the interest is actually growing. What an incredible story. And Peter, thank you for taking us behind the curtain and sharing the raw and realness of building this. It's, uh, you know, I think a lot of people that aren't in the trenches and seeing the day-to-day of dedicated entrepreneurs just like yourself and the rest of your team at Informatica, they don't recognize and realize how difficult and all-consuming it is. So thank you for sharing that. I will ask, were there any unanticipated revelations through this experience that you and the team saw from the use of this tool? Like, whoa, we did not anticipate that the patient would use it this way, or we didn't anticipate seeing these results. Were there any findings like that that were kind of revelatory? I would mention one finding related to how quickly you can deploy the tool on market. So before COVID-19, As you can imagine, having a deal or some certain arrangement with a public health system, such as a national health system in Poland or Ukraine, would take you probably years. 
In this case, however, there was a shortcut and we could release it within a couple of weeks. So that was, I would say, a life-changing experience on a business level. When it comes to usage, it's pretty much as we expected. However, it was quite scary to see that although most of patients using our tool would just report minor symptoms, there were still quite a few of them having quite a severe course of the disease. And you can see it even in our statistical charts. So that's something kind of scary if you look at the numbers. Well, and going back to that, I couldn't agree more, Peter. We watched that across the industry at large, right? We watched the compression of telemedicine adoption just go from what could usually take, you know, months, if not over a year to install to literally a matter of days or, you know, developing a vaccine in a matter of months as opposed to sometimes over a decade, right? It's just been amazing to watch the speed of how fast innovation is being developed and then deployed. So thank you for sharing that. I can only imagine what it's like to turn your technology on for an entire public and national health system. Wow, that must have been just awe-inspiring. Let me ask you, how do you and the team, you know, stay current? Things are changing so fast with this pandemic, literally by the day. Has that posed a risk or a challenge to keep up with, you know, the protocols, what we're learning in real time, and how to continue to build that into the technology? Yes, of course. So when it comes to keeping this COVID-19 risk assessment tool up to date, we're constantly monitoring WHO and CDC for any changes in their protocols. Because what we have inside of this tool is nicer visualization of what authorities have to say. So our job is to monthly monitor and review what they have, and then we get this implemented into our app as soon as we can. However, here I want to mention that we've also begun working on more of an AI-based approach to COVID-19 screening. Later in this quarter, 2021, we want to include COVID-19 as part of our main symptom checker product. Why? I think because we finally have enough data on how this disease manifests. We know that there are certain symptoms like loss of smell or taste, and we have some of more nuanced, let's say, findings that can be associated. And this is where AI can actually really help. So a part of updating and maintaining this COVID-19 risk assessment tool, we also want to add more of the statistical definition of this disease into our main line of products. And in this case, AI will take care of identifying this one. And then also too, Peter, we're starting to move into vaccination, right? Vaccines are rolling out and we're already starting to see some of the big problems here are distribution, right? We have a lot of vaccines, at least in the United States, that are on the shelves, but it is hard to distribute throughout our communities. Do you see anything on the horizon with what you guys have and are building that might help address or support the vaccine rollout as well? Mike, nothing uh, on our roadmap right now, but we stay open and we're in touch also with government authorities who have certain requests. So we are still monitoring and listening for any needs. And if our technology can be helpful in that regard, we'll definitely do it because that's another way of contributing to fighting against the virus. 
And you guys have been obviously in the trenches, building this, learning so much in real time and deploying that knowledge out across the world. How long do you see this being around, this need for this assessment tool? What happens after the pandemic is behind us? Do you take some of the technology that you have built and continue to have it within your toolkit? What does this look like moving forward, even over the next, say, one to two to three years? Yes, Mike. So I really hope that in three years from now, we won't need to discuss COVID-19 that much, and this will be just a bad memory. However, obviously, I think one, two years at least, we will keep on maintaining this COVID-19 tool, as well as integrating it with our main symptom checking product. I think this intersection is very important. And to your question, yes, I think we've learned a lot about how to design such tools in a way that they're consistent with existing protocols, which are mainly rule-based protocols that you can see on WHO or CDC. And that's an important takeaway. I think what we've learned building COVID-19 can be used to improve our core offering at Infomedica. Excellent. And of course, now we want to turn a little bit on how our community can be helping you and the team over at Informatica. So Peter, can you share with us, what can we be doing? How can we be getting involved? Where can we be helping you and the team, even if it's a beyond the COVID-19 risk assessment tool, where can we be helping you? Of course. Thanks, Mike. I think there are several ways in which your community can be very helpful. So first of all, we always appreciate honest feedback. So I really invite you to try out our tools. You can go to informatica.com. You can try out the COVID-19 risk assessment. You can try our main symptom checker tool as well. Everything is free of charge. If you are a patient, if you are working in a health system or insurance company, we really appreciate what you think. If you have any ideas or suggestions on how we can improve our offering, that would be fantastic. We want to be as open as we can to any sort of feedback coming from the market. This is one point. Secondly, spreading the word. And thank you, Mike, for doing this within this call, spreading the word about our work and the importance of helping primary care systems worldwide improve their accessibility and quality because that's our mission. And maybe last piece, we're always looking to expand our technology. So if you are aware of any places or maybe you work at health systems, hospitals or insurance companies that might benefit from adopting pieces of our technology, definitely we would love to get in touch with you. Well, and of course, Peter and the team at Informatica have some wonderful leaders that are based right here in my hometown in Denver, Colorado, which we're honored to have some of your leadership in our community here in the Mile High City. But with that, as we tie everything together, Peter, where are some of those touch points online, websites, social media handles, or otherwise? Of course. So our website, informatica.com, Twitter, Informatica, LinkedIn, Informatica, and you can reach me at peter at informatica.com if you like emails. Excellent. We'll include those touch points in the episode notes in your podcast player. Simply scroll down and you'll see all of those touch points for Peter and the Informatica team. Just click on through, or you can head over to passionatepioneers.com, our free global online community. There will be a post for this episode with all of those touch points online for Peter and his team, as well as an area to leave comments, questions, feedback, and ideas for Peter to consider, and we'll make sure he gets those as well. Again, passionatepioneers.com. Well, Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today 
and sharing all the wonderful work you and the team quickly stood up for the pandemic and to continue to help battle this virus. It's been an amazing story to learn from you and all the wonderful work happening in your camp. Do keep us posted and feel free to keep us updated of where things are heading for you and the team. But for now, thank you for being with us today. It is truly an honor to spend time with you, my friend. Thank you, Mike. It was a great pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.